Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled It is Difficult to Repay Master's Grace by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 2, 2023. My wife and I were taking care of my mother-in-law, who was paralyzed in bed, a few years ago when a group of policemen came knocking at the door. I refused to open and sent forth righteous thoughts with my wife. An officer climbed the wall into the courtyard, then through a window and entered the house. The police head pulled out a piece of paper in front of me. Before I could have a look, he said, This is an arrest warrant. About eight police officers surrounded me. Some grabbed my arms. Some wrenched my neck while constantly cursing. I resisted with all my might. A couple officers kicked me violently behind my knees and as soon as my legs bent, they pushed me to the ground. Two or three officers on the left and right grabbed my arms and held them back. I resisted desperately, and one of them pressed his knee against my neck and head. My mouth hit the ground. One of my front teeth was smacked out, the other front tooth was loosened, and my lips were cut. They forced me into handcuffs. My wife tried to stop them and was knocked unconscious. Another practitioner was taken in for questioning and returned home safely later. I was carried out by several police officers. They kept cursing and dragged me into the police car. They stuffed me into the space in front of the back seat where the passenger's legs and feet go. I was squeezed underneath and couldn't move. My mouth hurt and I was lying in a painful position. At that time, I kept sending forth righteous thoughts and asking Master to bless his disciple. These so-called public servants left my wife and mother-in-law at home and escorted me straight to a detention center. I resisted strongly, and several officers grabbed my arms, wrapped theirs around my legs, and forcibly took a photo of me. They violated the law by arresting me without any due process and directly threw me into a cell. Part 1. Looking Inward for the Reasons Behind the Tribulation More than a dozen detainees were in a cell. When the head officer of the cell heard that I practiced Falun Gong, he threatened me. I'm telling you, you must listen to me here. Several Falun Gong practitioners gave up practicing under our pressure here. I felt sorry for these people who were ignorantly used by the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, to commit crimes against Dafa disciples. I kindly clarified the truth to them. They ordered me to wear a uniform, a vest with a number on the front and back. I told them that I wouldn't wear a prison uniform, that I refused to work as slave labor, I wouldn't eat the prison food, I didn't belong there, and I wanted to go home. When I told the detainees the facts about the persecution of Falun Gong, they did not dare to listen or talk to me, I sat down to recite the Fa and sent forth righteous thoughts. Master said in Fa teaching given at the 2009 Washington, D.C. International Fa Conference, quote, For a cultivator, looking within is a magical tool, unquote. 
I started to look within and saw that on the surface I was arrested because someone reported my wife when she clarified the truth. Also, I was sold out by someone. But digging deeper, I saw that the real reason was that I had slacked off in cultivation in recent years and could not concentrate when sending forth righteous thoughts and meditating. Moreover, I had conflicts with fellow practitioners. For example, some time ago, I asked a fellow practitioner to help me with a DAFA project. He said a lot of things that went against my opinions. Although I didn't want to hear it, I listened to him patiently because I needed his help. When he finally finished, he said that he couldn't help me. I couldn't hold back my anger and said some accusatory things. After yelling at him, I left. The practitioner saw that I was angry and chased after me. At the time, I wondered if I should go back to make peace with him, but as soon as I thought about it, my anger came up again, so I walked away without looking back. After realizing my mistake, I sincerely apologized to Master and my fellow practitioner in mind. As I reflected on my thoughts, words, and deeds, I realized that the tribulation was due to the fact that I had strong attachments which were exploited by the evil. Part 2. Starting a hunger strike to protest I sent forth righteous thoughts all night to clean up my attachments, such as strife, resentment, jealousy, the pursuit of comfort, etc. When I felt sleepy, I squinted for a while, and when I woke up, I continued to send forth righteous thoughts and clean up the evil factors in the detention center. A leader of the prison guards arrived the next day, and the detainees surrounded him obediently. He ordered the detainees to torture me. They jumped on the bunk and forced me to wear a uniform. I resisted vigorously. Several people held me and tried to put handcuffs and the uniform on me. I fought desperately. They saw that it would not work, so a bunch of people pushed me down off the bunk. One of them pressed his knees into my head, and several people twisted my arms behind me and put the uniform on me. After that, they handcuffed me and forcibly shackled my legs. Two very thick, heavy iron rods were in the middle of the shackles, and each was as thick as a forearm, weighing about 20 pounds. The chain ring was thicker than a finger. The chain and lock together weighed dozens of pounds. I endured the pain, sat on the bunk, and kept shouting, Falandafa is good! Everyone retreated and stared at me quietly. I knew that the 610 office agents were watching me, so I raised my head to face the corner of the wall, looked directly at the surveillance camera, and kept shouting, Falandafa is good! Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good! After shouting, I went under another camera, looked up to the surveillance camera and continued to shout, Falandafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. The leader of the guards heard me shouting. He did not say anything and left. A prison guard in charge of the cell later told me, you will be subjected to force feeding after three days of hunger strike. I said kindly, Falandafa is a high-level practice and I have been wronged. I am a good person and I am being persecuted. After I practiced Falandafa, all my illnesses disappeared. I haven't had any major or minor illnesses since. I have been practicing for many years. Please believe me, although I am on a hunger strike, there will be no physical problems. I am not targeting you. 
I am protesting the CCP's persecution. You are also a kind person working here to earn a salary to support your family, but you shouldn't follow the party to persecute good people. He listened silently. On the fourth day, with the blessings and protection of Master, I was not force-fed. Fellow practitioners and my family actively worked to rescue me and hired a lawyer for me. The lawyer was outraged by my plight. I also learned that my wife was safe and healthy. The lawyer promised to relay my situation to my family and to immediately contact the procuratorate for me. With Master's blessing, I was not hungry or thirsty at all. I was energetic and my mind was clear. The head of the cell offered me a large grapefruit. I smiled and shook my head at him. I advised the people in the cell to quit the party, but they did not dare to do so. A young man who had gone to college told me that he had once heard a distant voice in the sky telling him, Look for Dafa in the righteous way. I sincerely hoped that he would bravely quit the party, but unfortunately he was too afraid to do so in this environment. I didn't think about anything, just reciting the Fa and vigorously sending forth righteous thoughts. I said to Master in my heart, I was wrong, please save me, Master. I am not under the control of the old forces. I only follow Master's arrangements. The old forces don't have any right to persecute me. I will rectify myself. I did the exercises and sent forth righteous thoughts. No matter what the guards said or did, I ignored them. I felt that Master was around me and had blessed me. Practitioners at home and abroad also helped me by sending forth righteous thoughts. My heart was connected to Master and the disciples of Dafa around the world. My mind was getting clearer, and I felt that my righteous thoughts became stronger. On the fifth day, I was released. A procuratorate officer asked me to sign paperwork. I said I won't sign it because I didn't commit a crime. At the door, I noticed that the uniform was still across my shoulder. I ripped the uniform off and left it on the ground and walked out of the building. Seeing the sky outside, I was very grateful to Master in my heart. I wanted to express it right away, so in the courtyard of the detention center, I shouted loudly, Fallen Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. I realized deeply that it was the great master of mercy who endured and resolved this demonic tribulation for me. Part 3. It is difficult to repay master's grace. I have been persecuted by the evil party many times. Each time, under master's protection, the evil party's attempts at re-education through labor and sentencing me failed. If not for Dafa, how could an ordinary person pay back his debts by shouting a few bold words and going on a hunger strike? It was Master who bore his disciples' great karmic debts with unimaginable great efforts. Only then can the disciple continue to walk their paths of cultivation. This compassion is something we can't repay with all of our lives. Some practitioners have questioned where their karma went after Master eliminated half of it. They thought that Master took advantage of them by taking their karma. If they eliminated their karma themselves, then they would have the virtue that was transformed from that karma. They became jealous of Master. Some of their levels dropped for this reason. We cannot accept the sinister arrangements of the old forces in our lifetimes. 
These kinds of thoughts are extremely selfish concepts imposed by the old forces, and they do not come from one's true self. I advise those who have complained about Master to memorize, stay far away from peril, wake up quickly, Master is waking you up this time and giving you one last chance. Master taught us in Stay Far Away From Peril, quote, Is it because out of his mercy for sentient beings, Master has borne too much for you, or that in his hope that you can succeed in cultivation, he has done too much for you, that all of it is being taken for granted? Some even think Master will somehow gain some benefit from you. Other than bearing things for you, Master doesn't get anything from you. It's only because Master cherishes sentient beings that he does this. Unquote. Master is outside the universe. Master does not need anything in the universe. Master does not want anything from disciples. What we have is all bestowed by Master. In addition to giving us divine bodies and gong, Master also completes our worlds and rebuilds the huge universes and celestial bodies where we will live in the future. The little things that we have endured are far less than what has been given by Master. If a mother endures hardship for her child, should the child doubt the mother's intentions? You cannot eliminate your karma yourself, even if you suffer in hell. Master also taught us in Stay Far Away From Peril, quote, It is you yourself who has the problem. Master doesn't owe you anything. While Master is saving you, he also bears your sins for you and even finds all kinds of ways to offset your karma. It is you who is indebted to Master, unquote. If Master hadn't scooped us up from hell, we would be nothing but a small speck of dust in the old universe about to head into ruin. We are now fortunate enough to obtain the Fa, and we are only a small particle in the Fa rectification. We should only treat Master and Dafa with the most humble and grateful hearts, treat fellow practitioners with the most sincere heart, and offer salvation with the most compassionate heart. I hope that fellow practitioners will not be arrogant, because this is very dangerous. I also hope that the practitioners who are in the midst of tribulations will not complain, but change the selfishness notions and ordinary people mindsets that cannot tolerate personal losses. True cultivation of Dafa is our long-cherished wish. We pursue nothing in this world. As long as you believe in Dafa, let go of the notion of life and death and have strong righteous thoughts. Any suffering will turn into a stepping stone for improvement and cultivation. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Fundamentally Eradicate the Old Forces Arrangements by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on November 2, 2023. My wife and I are both Falun Dafa practitioners. Ever since the persecution of Falun Dafa began in 1999, the police have frequently harassed us and our family. As the Fa rectification process moves forward and Dafa practitioners continue to send righteous thoughts, we can sense that evil beings are being continually eliminated. With the death of former director Zhang Zemin and the disintegration of the 610 office, the overall situation is improving. 
the police aren't as hostile as before. Last month, when my wife visited her parents in her hometown, however, the police there did harass her. The police in our town also called her and ordered her to return home. They even threatened that the Political and Legal Affairs Committee would send someone to fetch her if she did not return by the end of the month. This puzzled me. Dafa practitioners have already eliminated a large number of evil beings with their righteous thoughts. Why have the police, merely mortal beings, been able to persecute practitioners for so many years? Is it because we have not sent enough righteous thoughts? Or because we have not improved our cultivation? Or perhaps we didn't comprehend the fa well enough? I recalled Master's poem, Benevolent Might in Hong Yin, quote, Dafa is what you carry everywhere, Jin Shanren, rooted in mind. A great arhat walks the earth. Gods and demons fear with awe. Unquote. Evil beings dare not blindly attack Dafa practitioners. The constant harassment and persecution must be due to our lack of righteous thoughts. Our sending forth righteous thoughts has not generated enough power to thoroughly cleanse other dimensions. I understand that the lives of human beings are prearranged and correspond to certain manifestations in a special dimension. The old forces arrangements for practitioners must also exist in another dimension. We should send strong righteous thoughts to fundamentally and completely negate these arrangements by destroying the old forces along with their arrangements in that dimension. Doing so will rectify other dimensions, consequently correcting the path of cultivation. Things in the human world will unfold naturally thereafter, so I strengthen my efforts in sending positive thoughts to cleanse the layers of dimensions from the microscopic particles to the macroscopic. When my wife returned home, I shared my understanding with her. We continued to send strong righteous thoughts together. Two days later, a young police officer and residential committee members met with my wife. They asked about her trip and relayed the message from the Political and Legal Affairs Committee that she had to submit a statement to renounce Falun Dafa and report to them every month. My wife wasn't bothered. She just clarified the facts to them and urged them not to take part in the persecution because it would not be good for them if they did. To our surprise, the officer did not try to pressure her and admitted that he didn't really know what the renouncing statement was all about. He left soon after and hasn't come back. Through this incident, I feel that we must remain firm in our righteous thoughts and have faith in Dafa, no matter how severe the persecution may look on the surface. Above is my personal understanding. Please point out anything not on the fa. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.